0: Welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Jody Fisher. This is the podcast for all dads who want to succeed with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. Now here's my dad, Paul Fagan.
1: Hey Jody, how you doing? Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. Fantastic. This is podcast number 40, so in recognition of that milestone, we thought we'd have some fun with that number and talk about what we were doing at... The age of forty, and what we've learned since then.
0: Oh, this is going to be a long podcast. It, 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 this could be our first three-hour
1: podcast. No, never mind. Uh, now we'll <laughs> keep it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it to our normal uh, time period. Um, but first, let's talk about some news we saw this week. Okay, the first story was from Forbes. Um, the, the headline is "The Next Revolution in Personal Finance: The Financial Feed." I thought this was interesting. Um, kind of taking. Our finances to the next level and 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 I guess the the gist of it is uh, getting a feed uh, similar to like a Facebook or Twitter that shows our financial life uh, where it talks about giving us alerts on balances news stories that might impact our lives analysis of our spending trends man this was pretty interesting and and, kind of scary at the same time Jody what was your take on this story
0: yeah, uh, you got to read all the way down to find out the why of this. And basically, the premise here is um, the next, the next um, frontier in in financial um, management is a financial feed, not unlike a social media feed, right? Sort of scrolling through with your thumb, and you've got all your accounts there, and you're looking at it. Um, and they say that the the reason that consumers uh, will probably adopt this is because it's an established behavior. You know, we're already used to scrolling through social media feeds on our thumb, well, on our phone. So what's the difference between that and a feed that's that's packed with financial information? Okay, fine. And I actually kind of do the, already do that anyway. You know, I mean, I think we can we all subscribe to different publications and news sources and things like that. Um, they say that there's value provided, that there's no work involved. But if you scroll down through this article, uh, the reason for this becomes apparent. The financial feed will become the de facto data permission mechanism. Hmm. So apparently, you know, the, the, you know, no, nothing comes without motivation, right? Um, so some of these financial firms, what they, what they are, I guess, toying with doing is creating these financial feeds where you can see all this financial information, both about your accounts and about markets and about other things, and then create some kind of um, Uh, data permission mechanism within that so when you subscribe, you're handing over a degree of your financial information in order to view this stuff. Um, You know, got to dive much, much deeper into this and I'm not sure that I would really want this because I've already set up my own financial information mechanism that works for me, Um, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. This is a new, a bold new frontier.
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to watch that market or that technology closer. Um, and see where it expands to. Um, the second story uh, that this week and I thought of you, Jody when I when I googled and found this and the headline three the three the things budgeting all stars do and really quite frankly, it's all the things we've talked about in our podcasts in the past um, three big topics but I thought of you because you were definitely our budgeting all- star and I wanted to really yeah. get your input as to, <laughs> What your thoughts were against these the, this article and, and what they say in this article with these three things. And I'm sure it might be more than just these three, but I'm going to let you elaborate a bit. Oh, you are one. so
0: kind. You are so kind. <laughs> all-star. That's the only time in my life I'll ever be called an all-star. <laughs> uh, let, well, yeah, I love this article. This is great. I mean three things uh, that budgeting all-stars do. They track their spending. They're set, they set long and short-term goals, and they're willing to make sacrifices. Um, great article. Uh, I feel like I do this or at least try to do this. I think everyone should try to do these three simple things. I mean, these are philosophies, right? These aren't specific, necessarily specific behaviors, but they're philosophies as well. Um, Great article. Um, it, It comes back to what I talk about all the time, being intentional with your money. Don't, you know, budget success doesn't happen by mistake. It happens because you think about it, you write it down, and you execute it. Um, great article. Everybody should read this one. Very cool. Very cool.
1: So I guess with that, and now on to our weekly topic, the big forty checklist. So this was prompted by by us uh, talking about this uh, after our last podcast, right, Jody? And and we're both close to. I'll say it. I'm close to fifty. I'm, uh, and uh, I turned fifty this year. Same here. Same here. There you go. And and so we thought about this, and since it's our fortieth podcast, it was a great idea, Jody, to kind of talk about, you know. What 40 looked like, what the progression was made over those 10 years. Um, so I thought it was great to kind of jump in and kind of talk about these things. So I'm going to, I'll jump in first. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm in my 40s now, dangerously close to 50. Um, at 40, to kind of summarize, I had one kid uh, that was six years old. I had a, a good job. I had a big mortgage, big, big mortgage, uh, g- good marriage, and, and two financed cars. Um, since then, uh, I've made several job moves that brought me to my current place, and the journey has uh, certainly had its highs and lows, especially some lows. Um, I think um, I was still searching the dream at 40, and to be quite honest with you, I, I continued that search, um, not, quite, not quite knowing sometimes what I want to be when I grow up, if that makes any sense. Um, so since then, also had my second kid at about 40. Was on the cusp, and uh, she keeps me extremely busy and on my toes, and and, life, and family life is great. Uh, but I wish I had more time, and more importantly, uh, because I think I do have the time, I wish I had more energy to focus on them more. Um, I did manage to have uh, one amazing family vacation to Disney with um, great mutual friends of ours, and I, and I wish I had done that more. That that trip alone is the one that the kids will remember. Um, no matter what, um, the other vacations are great. Uh, but that one was kind of the, the, the magical one. Like they said, you know, they always say that Disney is magical and it is. And boy, not only was it magical, it was pricey. <laughs> it's probably a whole other podcast, but it, it, it is what it is. Um, we, we really went all out on that trip and, and I wish we had done a few more of those. Um, the home is, uh, you know, at this point the home is paid off and now we're marching towards the next financial summit on that mountain which actually, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, might be more daunting than my mortgage, and that's paying for this kid's college. Um, we've talked about that on several podcasts, and and that is my all-consuming financial goal at this point and probably keeps me from doing other things uh, I'd like to do. And, and so at almost 50, two kids, good job, no mortgage. We paid that off, um, and, and, and two paid-for cars, and, uh, and and marriage is still good. Uh, and coincidentally, the last uh, new milestone I'm going to talk about, and this actually happened yesterday evening, New Frontier. So Andrew, my 15, almost going to be 16 in another month, comes to me last night, and I thought, okay, he needs a lift over to you know a friend's house. Nope. He comes to me to tell me his buddy just got his license, and he's coming to pick him up, and a bunch of his friends are going to go grab dinner. So he was going to be leaving now. So I was just like you know, that, that jaw dropping moment. I'm like, Oh, here we go. Here's the new frontier. Oh, so man.
0: <laughs> it was, you and, know, and my, my wife, my wife, if that was our, my wife would have been, had a heart attack and just been splayed out on the floor. Mm. She is such a protective mom. She great mom, well, such a protective mom. Right. And what'd you do, Paul? <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Look, well, for me, I, I, this is the other funny part. And, and, and I, I'm going off script here. I walked into the living room after he left and my wife is sitting there watching TV, and and she says, um, "Did you take Andy?" And I'm like, "No, Andy got picked up." She goes, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, <laughs> "You know, so, so you know, I think she was calm. She she was okay. Um, we 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 know that we know the son, we know the boy and his family. Um, you know, and then Andrew told me, you know, uh, when I I do I had to go pick him up, which was a good sign, right? Because it was close to nine o'clock, and." In New York State, you can't drive with a junior license past 9 p.m. So there was no shenanigans. I think everything was okay. Um, and he, he kind of told me, went, went to the burger place and they drove around. And, of course, you're doing stuff as a kid. Like, I remember all that stuff, right? But just coming full circle now, it's, like, so crazy um, where we're at. And, and so, you know, my 50s um, are going to be interesting, probably more interesting than the 40s. So um, li- my lessons learned so far... Um, my life will be full of regrets, and, and, and that is just the way it's going to be, and I accepted that realization a long time ago, um, just the way life is, and, and the finances, and dual incomes, and the job situation, and the home situation, and the size of the home, whatever that is, um, there's just a certain reality that um, I'm just going to have regrets, that, that's that's it, and, and, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but as soon as I personally was able to accept that, um, life became a little easier for me. Um, and then, I you know one of the things I, I've learned is you want to try to spend more time well, with the family and do as I say and not as I do, um, because that's a tough one for me. I still battle that. And uh, invest into your children more and be active in their dreams. Um, I probably should have, could have, would have. This goes back to the realization, the regrets, and and I probably should have. Done more things when it came to that. Uh, we have uh, mutual friends of ours, Jody and yourself included in there. So I'll consider you part of that. Um, you know, they're 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 coaching the kids' soccer games, the baseball games, the the custom coach jackets. You know, uh, with their name stitched in it, you know, stitched in it with the team photos. I mean, you know, I just I don't have any of that. I just don't. Um, but it is what it is, and uh, I have that sign uh, hanging over my desk. Uh, here at, uh, I'm gonna, it is what it is. Uh, it's blocked partially by a piece of paper, but I, I got that sign a long time ago off of eBay. Bought it. Um, uh, uh, my old, my doctor, my pediatrician, was at my father's uh, wake and and told me that saying, and I, it stuck with me. So so that's what it is. So uh, Jody, I'm gonna. That was a lot of ramble. <laughs> a lot of cathartic rambling so thank that you stuff.
0: that was good stuff Paul. for picking
1: this uh podcast but if any, if you learn anything from me today and i'm jumping probably to the recap is or one of the recap items is um try not to have as many regrets um financially uh, the funny part about finances and money is we we talk about it and we we have a lot of rigor that we put into our financial lives both of us jody what no matter how you slice it we're both very intentional we both watch the money pretty closely and, and sometimes I think in a weird way, we might watch it too closely, at least myself. Um, and maybe I need to be a little looser with these things. Um, but that's probably for another, another podcast. So Jody, I'm going to hand it off to you. What is your, uh, current situation? I'm, 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 I'm i want to hear what, uh, what you have to say on this topic.
0: Well, Paul, just some, for, first some feedback on all the stuff that you said. Number one, I think, uh, you're doing a great job. Um, Thank, you. Thank it's, you. It's clear. It's clear that you're doing a great job with your finances. You got a paid for house. So uh, whatever else has happened there, uh, I don't think you should worry about. It. I think you should give yourself a whole lot of credit on that. Uh, and you got two great kids. So uh, you and your wife are doing a great job there, too. I think if I think if you don't have regrets in life, you're not doing much of anything. Right. Mm. Uh, and so so you're, we're supposed to go out there. We're going to make mistakes. Um you know, if if you go through life and you do everything perfectly, you're probably not human. So um, everybody should have regrets, and regrets are the teachers, right? Mist- mistakes are the teachers. Regrets is, is maybe is the knowledge that you mm. retain, right? Oh, there's there's a sign to hang on a wall right next to it, it, is I like what it, it is. which I like too. <laughs> I like it is what it is because it is what it is, right? I mean that's life. You know, you're not gonna do everything perfectly. You're not you're not gonna nail it. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna screw up. Um, you know, but just hopefully you, you, you make enough small mistakes along the road. So when you get to making the, making the big decisions, you make a right one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I have no worries about regrets. Um, but if, if going back to the theme of the podcast, if I were sitting down today with 40 year old me, uh, I think here's what he would say. Um, things are going great, right? <laughs> And he has no idea
1: (laughs) what's coming,
0: (laughs) how how things are not about to about to not go great. Um, You know, I'm very happy. Um, We just had a baby a year ago. We're thinking about having another one. Um, You know, we got the kid in daycare uh, during the day because the wife, uh, my wife works uh, she's got a work from home job, but she, I, at that point, maybe she was still commuting. I don't know in, in either way. So the boy, you know, I think she was still commuting it. And when I was 40, um, we got this big mortgage. I got this great job. I got a great salary. It's frustrating. You know, the raises and the bonuses aren't really keeping pace, but you know, everything's okay. We're doing, we're doing all right. We're doing great. Um, you know, I drive a paid for car, so I got to be doing something right. Right. I'm not paying a car payment. Um, we only lease one vehicle. Um, mm-hmm you know we're we're struggling with putting anything in the savings right now but you know we're doing fine everything's cool and and look at this house we got this great house isn't it awesome um um but i just started budgeting and you know there might be a little trouble there so you know i got to check that out <laughs> it got, this, this guy is so naive he has no idea like you said, Paul, <laughs> what is about to happen right so, so what will happen to this guy in just the next five years not even ten years but in the next five years we will um, have this come to Jesus moment when, when we look at a budget spreadsheet and I go holy we can't this is bad this is really bad um, we will um, uh, very, very quickly sell the house that we're in, which we thought was like the dream house. We will sell it. Um, and I will, and I will actually sell it. Um, and, and, um, I'll, I'll grow to hate it while I'm selling it. Like I'll hate the house. Mm. I'll take this house that was the dream house and turn it into the hell house. Um, we'll move to a house, uh, a smaller house that's, uh, got a lot of problems. And the day I'll move into that house, I'll look around and I'll go, Oh, this is just awful. I'm, I hate this, right? Um, we will have baby number two, and, and she will grow up to be awesome, and she is awesome. Um, I will change jobs five times in five years and probably less than five years trying to find something that pays more money and gets me closer to home um, because I'm doing this you know, in and out of the city commute, and, I'll, and I hate that, right? So I'm trying to get closer to home. I'll change five jobs five times. Four of those changes will be failures, and each will last a year at the most. Um, my wife and I will be unemployed, and at one point we'll be unemployed at the same time mm. um, in, in in the next 10 years, you know, from 40 to 50. Um, during that time, I will also um, – I will get hyper, hyper – focused on the budget i'll develop you know my budget spreadsheet and we'll well and i think that's all these things that i'm talking about is why we develop that budget spreadsheet because i need to know exactly what's coming in exactly what's going out and i need to do it paul we talk about regrets and mistakes Mm -hmm. i need to do it with with as close to zero mistakes as possible because if we veer too far off the road man we're gonna we're gonna crash huge almost surgical like exactly a surgical approach to the budget oh my god yes Um, but, uh, but what will, what that will allow us to accomplish is that we'll pay off a lot of smaller pieces of debt, um, three, maybe even four credit cards, a car payment. Um, I'll take an enormous risk, um, in the second half of my forties and I will drain my retirement account in order to start a business, um, which having it written down on the budget spreadsheet. And doing the uh, doing the math as well as getting to an emotional point um, I'll, I'll make that decision with eyes wide open and it will be it will end up being a great decision um, but I'll become micro focused on the budget I will lose an awful lot of sleep I'll start waking mm-hmm. up at 3 o'clock in the morning to pace the floor <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll agonize over finance like crazy um, but I will also arrive at a point where life just starts to click Everything starts to work Um, and I'm not trying to paint, you know, like a happy ending on this, but um, we have arrived at a place where um, Where everything is working the way it's supposed to be working, you know We're we're not at happily ever after, you know, even though marriage is great. Kids are great. Family's great You know, it's like the high point of my day is coming home and seeing and seeing the family there Um, but uh, um, But everything is clicking the way it's supposed to be clicking. I think at this point and so now it's just about making that click thing get better. Um, what are my lessons learned? There's no substitute for planning, execution, and communication with the people who are involved in the process, and that includes the kids. Um, we've had budget discussions with the kids since they could understand the concept of money. Hmm. Um, and we do it you know, on their level. Um, I want that thing. Okay, do you have money for that thing? No. Okay, you got to save money for that thing. How do we do that? Okay, here, take out the trash can. Here, I'll give you a dollar. You know, that kind of work, reward, that kind of thing. Um, uh, but, but, but we make sure that we have conversations about money all the time. Uh, sometimes it gets my wife nuts, and she's like, calm down. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's the gut check. Um, but another lesson learned is that being with my family is the purest form of joy that there is. And I see the budget and the money as a vehicle, a vehicle that helps me do that better. Um, you know, I, I love you talk about the coaching. I love coaching my kids' sports teams. I love being involved in my kids' activities. Um, you know, whether I'm there, you know, as a participant or just there on the sidelines or sort of, you know, off to the side. Um, I, I, I just they are they are everything in my life. And, and when I think about how much of how little of my life is about me anymore, um, it's, it's amazing to me, the flip that happens, you know, when you become a parent, uh, it's just, I know, you know, the same, you know, the same feeling, Paul, and every dad out there knows what I'm talking about. You have that moment. And it's sometimes it's like right there in the hospital where that switch just flips the minute that they're born and you go, wow, I'm a different person right now. Um, and it's a great thing. Um, another lesson learned over this period, Paul, before I throw it back to you, I'm going to make a lot of short term sacrifices, uh, in order to win long-term, And I'm going to get used to challenges and pain when it comes to making financial decisions and financial sacrifices. I'm going to do a lot of putting off. I'm going to do a lot. I'm going to learn how to say, I don't need that. I'm going to learn how to say not today. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, most of all, I'm going to learn how to do what I know is right because I know that every time you make that decision that you know is right, even if it hurts, even if if it feels like it sucks, it's still going to make it get closer to working out in the end the way you want it to work out. You see that budget written down on a piece of paper. You know where that end goal is. You know why you're getting to that end goal it's not just because it's a number in an account but it's what that number in the account is going to let you do with your life um and, and that's and that i think is the the person that i've become over the last 10 years is figuring out how those numbers drive what you want to do with your life all well put jody wow
1: um once again that was a great recap Um, and and a lot of good stuff in there i was jotting down a bunch of things just simply because um a lot of stuff resonated and and once again i think you're doing you're doing a great job and and i love the the intense focus with the i think one of your 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 primary goal is to be more plugged in um as a parent Uh, and and that's probably some lessons that i could take away as well um So very good stuff, very good stuff. Um, Today's discussion topics, I mean, we're just going to kind of spitball here. And I really think, try to think of kind of topics that kind of apply to, okay, um, you're turning 40, or you're turning 30, or you're turning 50, those milestone moments, and and some of them resonate and continue through your financial journey. And one of them is retirement savings. Um, So from a retirement perspective, whether you're turning 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, um abs always be saving right that's probably one of the things that uh, the financial experts all agree on the the quicker and the faster you put money into retirement even if it's a little bit um, it'll grow it has that much more time to grow Um, so that was something that I think I've kept as a common theme and not always been able to put in the same amount um, every year into retirement but every year consistently putting some form of savings into retirement since my early uh, 20s. Jody, What was your, what's your take on that, on that topic when it comes to progression through life and coming and, and, and from the 40s to the 50s, uh, just focused on retirement savings?
0: Uh, the, time is your friend when it comes to, to, to amassing any big pile of money. Um, I wish I had done that better. You talk about regrets. I wish I had done that better. Um, you know, when you're in your 20s or even in your 30s, and you go, ah, I don't have to do that now. And I need the money for fill in the blank. Um, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're going to need that money later. Um, and and you'll be amazed how much, um, you know, twenty five or fifty or hundred dollars a paycheck will end up being. Never mind the interest. Don't worry. I mean, don't even worry about the interest. Don't even worry about like what the market will, the investment in the market. Just think about the pile of money that you will have. If you throw hundred dollars a week into a bank account, into a savings account, every week, from twenty-five to fifty-five, mm. you can do that math real easy, right? Don't don't even apply interest. I mean, what a big bank is going to give you like point zero 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 one percent interest anyway, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big pile of money, man. Um, so use time as your friend with the retirement. You have to.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. I, have, uh, I still have some friends that are around our age, that, and, and most of them work at, at companies um, that provide some level of matching up to, let's say, you know, $3,000 a year. We'll use that as a round number. So for every dollar you put in, uh, the company you work for puts in a dollar, right, up to a certain amount. I still have friends to this day that don't even do that at all. They don't yeah. do any retirement savings, and they leave that money on the table. So if you're at a company, and they're matching, please invest at least what they're matching, because that's a benefit that you're leaving on the table. So if yeah, they're going to give is, you three thousand yep. dollars, it
0: adds up fast.
1: Absolutely. So if you're going to if if you're going to put in a dollar, and the company's going to put up a dollar, and you put in three thousand, but at the end your account says six thousand plus it's earning interest and and making money on its investment. Man, you got to think about that one. That one, just go do it, right? I think that's just something. So if you're not in your, in a retirement savings plan and you have that option on the table, even if you don't have that option on the table, you should be saving. But if you have that option on the table, like do it tomorrow, right? Get signed up. Get signed up. Yeah, so, that,
0: I mean, look at it this way. That's That's a raise. That's a raise. I mean, don't even look at it as retirement savings as much as you're getting paid more. Yep. Right? Okay, right. You can't touch it right now. But- you're getting paid more. You know your salary bumps by whatever that number is. Um, would you do it then if if your if your employer looked at you across the table and said, "Hey, we're going to give you a raise." Would you say no?
1: <laughs> and, and a lot of people out there are saying no. So that's a that's a tricky one. Just make sure you, for those of you listening, uh, make sure you're you're focused on retirement savings and make sure at a minimum you you pick up that money that's on the table ready for you. Um, the the next topic. I wanted to talk about, and it's kind of a play on words. So we went from retirement savings to debt retirement, right? So the next goal um, is is kind of retiring debt. Uh, and, and that I I have done, self-admitted. I've done a good job of that one. Um, and, and hopefully, uh, once again, it, it's not tied to too much regret. But I think my only regret there is I probably should have done it sooner. I did a lot of procrastination in paying off the mortgage. And I remember looking back on it. And now that it's done, it's great that it's done. I think that I should have concentrated on it sooner and earlier. I actually had a couple of colleagues when I worked at uh, Deutsche Bank way back when that were doing this. They were, that was their focus. Like every weekend moment, they would just put everything into the mortgage. And I'm sure they paid it off way before me. Um, I probably should follow up with that gentleman at some point to see how he made out. One in particular, a uh, friend of mine, he used to live in the UK and you know, it's just an amazing uh, thing to me is, is um, you know, being able to, to retire that debt, whether it's credit card, mortgage, uh, paying off the cars, driving paid for cars. Um, that's another tough one is do you lease a car? Do you buy a car? I had this conversation with my barber. Um, he thought I was crazy when I bought my current car. And now, months later... Uh, every time I go see him, that's one of the topics. Is like, hey, what'd you decide to do with your truck? And he smiles and he looks at me and he remembers the conversation. I mean, he's cutting what thousands of heads a week, right? Whatever that is. And he's like, uh, he goes, I think I'm going to buy it. I think I'm going to buy it. He goes, I think I'm tired of paying of payments. And and it really is amazing. Like you know, um, people um, still will will. Fo- and there's nothing wrong with leasing. There's nothing wrong with financing as long as it's not to your financial detriment. That's my only belief, right? So, if you want to lease a car, you want to finance a car, um, and I think we said this on a on a, on a podcast before. If your if your rent is four hundred dollars a month and your car payment is eight fifty, that one I'd probably not want to see you do, <laughs> right? But no. but realistically, if the numbers fit, you want to lease. You don't want the hassle, quote unquote, hassle of owning a car, um, or you want to finance a car. It's all it's all okay. Just don't do it to the detriment of your financial
0: health. Uh, what are your thoughts when it comes to debt retirement, Jody? I think it's oh, so, so super important. And let's just set aside the mortgage for a minute, right? That's a, because that, that's a big nut. It's a big number. And it, it's the biggest challenge probably. And it, it's still debt, but it's still probably the biggest, the hardest thing to retire. And Paul, again, I stand here in awe of what you and your wife well, have done you. paying <laughs> off that mortgage. Man, oh, I wish I had mine, mine done. But let's set that aside for a moment as a piece of debt. You should have no other debt. Right, you should have no credit card payment that you carry over balances. You should, you know, I, I know many people, including us, have a student loan uh, trying to pay off. That is an albatross around your neck. That is something that will drag you down. Um, I remember um, jumping back to the mortgage real quick. We had uh, we had PMI on our mortgage uh, when we initially bought it, uh, bought the house, and it dropped off last year at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, to the tune of $350 a month, um, $350 a month times 12, that's a lot of money. Yep. 12 months a year. That's a lot of money. Um, you know, and, and, you know, just stop, stop with the credit cards, man. It's killing, it's, it's going to kill you. I mean, it's, it's one thing to buy it on a credit. We've talked about this. It's one thing to buy it on a credit card and have the cash to pay it off immediately. So it's, it's more of like transactional convenience or, or for whatever. It's not messing with your budget or whatever. Um, that, That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about carrying balances. You carry a balance on a credit card. You're, you know, I mean, you're, it's, you're rolling the dice on your financial future. Don't do that. Get rid of all those debts. Get rid of all those cards. Because here's the other thing. You get rid of those credit cards. You don't spend money on credit cards. You don't have credit card payments. You can start to afford a lot of that stuff that you want to buy in cash. It takes you know a, a few mo- maybe a few months to maybe a year to get to, you know, build up your finances to a point where you can afford this, uh, that stuff in cash. But if if you if you have you know what they say a, a you know a small hole and a decent sized shovel, um, you're not going to have to worry about it. Um, you'll be able to buy all that stuff in cash one day. Get rid of your credit card payments first. Um, it's just going to kill you. It's going to drag you down. Yeah, it,
1: it is amazing. And and one of the small note that I remembered. Was you know the big argument for people that like they love to wallow. There's some people that love to wallow in a mortgage.
0: Ugh. They'll just
1: swim in a mortgage, right? And one of the the things they used to say was, "Well, don't don't get rid of it so fast because um, you, you're going to want that write-off." That, Stop! That, Stop! That I know, I know, but it's gotten worse, right? Because now um, they've taken that away, right? That's gone, right? So between the home interest expense and your and your mortgage, uh, and your, and your real estate taxes, you are capped. Uh, Um, you are definitely capped. And, and, and most people who were depending upon that mortgage, uh, interest, uh, deduction, they're now taking the standard deduction. They can't even get it anymore, right? It doesn't even help them. So, you know, just one other thing that we always knew, Jody and I, we, we both knew, and we've, we've touted this since the beginning, that was always a myth, right um in terms of and we could do a whole two hour podcast talking about the, the the mathematics around that but for people that tell you you want to keep your uh, mortgage around because you need it because otherwise the tax man's going to get you um yeah it's it's it, 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 that that is gone whatever That's crazy. crazy. It's, yeah,
0: it's the same thing think about what you pay every month in your mortgage right um now think of that money staying in your pocket right you got to pull i mean you got to pull the insurance and the taxes out of that you're still going to pay the taxes and the insurance um but think about think about what you pay in that mortgage the principal and the interest think about that money being in your pocket every single month what could you could do with that money yep that's got to be bigger than your deduction it has to be be. it has to be so um but once
1: again the deduction i think for most americans is gone so we can move on from that argument that argument if, if you're if you're uh astute financial uncle is telling you keep your mortgage around uh, like a cockatoo or a pet um, you tell them that you know they're, they're probably not touting it as much as they used to so um, the third discussion topic um, is around college savings and we've talked about this it's a big enough topic where we talked about this on several podcasts and I'm just going to kind of reiterate for if you have kids um, between 30s and your 40s and your 50s man or your sixties, right? Um, for some of us, um, focus on saving for college is another. That's like the new financial frontier. Now, I think my my kids are old enough where I, I really don't think we're going to see um, a significant decrease in college costs in their career or in their uh, in their in their uh, purview. Um, I just don't see it. Um, and, and I don't know where it ends, uh, in terms of, you know, is college going to be, you know, a million dollar endeavor. I mean, right now for some colleges, it may be close to that. Um, but, uh, I know for us focus on college savings has always been there. We've put as much away as we, as we could. Um, I don't know if we've put as much away as we should. Um, and I think that is something that, you really have to do the calculations. And, and we've, like I said, we've talked about that. It's, I think it's an unwinning battle to a degree to try to save in its entirety four years of college, forgetting about medical school and law school and graduate school and MBAs. I'm talking just purely four years of education after you get out of high school is a daunting, expensive endeavor. And it's going to continue to rise. And I don't see it stopping. Um, but it is a necessary evil in our financial futures and in our financial lives, whether you're in your 30s, your 40s or 50s. If you have that baby and you're holding that baby at the hospital, um, it, it's, a, it's a great moment. And then, you know, uh, there's going to be something in the back of your head that says, oh my God, I got to put this kid through college. Um, and, and so it's just something that you really have to account for, and I continue to account for it and, and monitor that. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, told my kids and I continue to tell them that, you know, if if you come to me and you want to go to college, that's great. If you come to me and tell me, like uh, my son, if he comes to me and tells me he wants to be like Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave is a very successful, um, uh, he's very successful in his career, uh, expert uh, auto mechanic, technician, uh, expert in his field. And I do emphasize the word expert in his field and well-respected. And he does, in my opinion, he does very well in that field. And he did not go to college, right? And and so, um, you know, I think that if my son comes to me and says, I want to be an electrician or an auto mechanic or a plumber or go into the trades as a carpenter, um, as long as he has a direction uh, that goes for my daughter as well. I am I am fine with it. I will support that dream uh, because what I tell them is if you go to college and you think you're going to do something and you don't love it, you got to love what you're doing. Otherwise, you really will um, – what's the words I'm looking for? Um, it's a long life. If you got to do something you're really not thrilled about <laughs> for a long, 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 long time to earn a living to get yourself yourself through this life – it's going to be a long, miserable life, right? So you got to do what you love. So if if your love is working on cars, if your love is uh, focused on landscaping, if your focus is on whatever it is that you're passionate about and you could tie that passion to your career and and you think that you can make a go of it, I would say go for it. And that's what I try to instill into my kids. So um, I think that... uh, my wife has a slightly different view on it, and I have friends that also have a slightly different view Well, they'll say, I want, and this is probably the more practical view, is um, if my kid wants to do all that stuff, that's great, but get a fundamental base of four years of college, right? And, and that is up for debate, um, so that's another kind of compromise in the middle, but at the end of the day, I tell my kids, you know, do what you love, and, and, and hopefully the money will come with it, or maybe it doesn't, but you'd still be very happy. So, I guess, I guess jumping into the uh, summary recap, um, so I'm just going to go with mine, and I didn't really talk about these too much, but most decisions in life are what they call a two-way door decision, uh, meaning, you know, once you go through the door, you could come back through the other side again. Uh, so, don't be afraid to make a decision that may result in a mistake, and, and I think the second uh, summary recap item for me is paying off the mortgage. Um, I probably have a little bit of regret not pulling the trigger sooner and we talked about that here in 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 the podcast today um so jody what were your takeaways from today
0: uh well going back to the theme of the podcast you know if i was looking back on the last 10 years of my life uh and sitting down with my 40 year old self what would i tell him one very simple thing get your act together man um you think you know what you're doing you got no freaking clue what you're doing um write it down write it down Get a plan and start executing that plan because, um, you know, like Ferris Bueller says, life comes at you fast. You don't stop once in a while. Look around. You might miss it. <laughs> That's right. Um, you're going you're to miss stuff. You're going to make mistakes. It's OK to make mistakes. Mistakes indicate that you're trying. Um, go go figure out a plan and go get it. Um, t- the clock does not stop. I tell this, this to my kids every morning when they're getting ready for the bus, um, you know, and they're, they're trying to fit. You know 17 things into five minutes you know they need to pack up and brush their teeth and watch that latest YouTube video I'm like you can't do all those things at once man but the and the clock does not stop for you the bus is still gonna come at 847 um, get your act together get the things done now you need to get done now plan for the future and then go you know pull the cord go get it um, you know your life life is gonna progress on you no matter what happens don't sit around and wait. Go get it. Well, Jody, uh, it was all well put.
1: Well put. And I, th- I really enjoyed this podcast. So um, I think that at the end of the day, um, all these things that we're talking about kind of boil down to, you know, keeping a, a close tab on everything you're doing, trying to not make those mistakes, but you're going to make a few, and just kind of, you know, live life the best you can and, and just keep moving the ball forward. Right? I think that that's key. So, um, Well, Jody, I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today, and I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Thanks, everyone, for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul and Jody reminding you, managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well, and thank you. Thank you.